Happy Friday, everyone. For once, we are recording this a couple days in advance, so it's actually Wednesday when I'm recording this, but it's Friday when you're going to listen to this, so happy Friday. You made it through another week. If you're new around here, this is The Daily Blend Show, and this is the Friday Top 5, where I highlight five things that I thought were interesting and notable uh, or culturally significant, which is just like a major catch-all for... I thought it was cool stuff and I wanted to share it. So this week we are showcasing stories on men's fashion, watches, or I should say the world of watches, travel, highlighting a couple food spots in my hometown of Chicago, and we're going to talk about automation and uh, why it's pretty neat and why it can matter for like simple basic tasks in your life. So before we jump into the show, I just wanted to remind you we are on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. The shows get pushed over to YouTube. So do yourself a favor, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, have all episodes downloaded automatically, and let's keep the show moving. All right, so the first story comes in, uh, it's about men's fashion, and if you look at my, I guess you could call it my Instagram, um, and probably just talk to me, you know that I like blazers, and I like watches, and I like suits, and shoes, lots of shoes. Um, So let me just give you a background about kind of why I'm highlighting this story. So it's called Sit on the Road or On the Road by Sid Mashburn. Um, and you know, let me start this also by saying, I wish like the three or four posts I've talked about Sid and their team in the past on daily blend, but thanks to GoDaddy, we lost all that content, but, um, the world moves on. All right. So enough about me being sad about myself. Let's get into it. And I'll give you the 10,000 foot view. So Sid, uh, who is Sid of Sid Mashburn, started off in fashion back in the 90s. He worked for brands like Lanzin, J. Crew, and Ralph Lauren. I believe he even started J. Crew's men's line. Uh, After helping launch these brands, he moved back down south with his wife, Anne, where they now live and operate their respective brands, Sid and Anne Mashburn. While living in Atlanta, for me, there was this, like, rock star guy who looked slick and had these like killer um, autumn brown calfskin double monks. And I was like, what are those shoes? I just had never seen double monks before. And I said, where'd you get them? And he just smiled and he said, Sid Mashburn. And uh, it's on the west side of town. Go check them out. And I was like, all right, that's very vague. Um, And uh, he was like big executive at the place I was working as a consultant, so I don't want to bother the guy. And so this was maybe back in like 2009, so I think the brand had been around for maybe one or two years. But like, let's be honest, the internet sort of stunk at that time. So in the West Side, if you're familiar with Atlanta, just wasn't much. I mean, it was like a couple stores, a couple factories, uh, a few bars, but you just didn't go over there that often. So I think it was like one Saturday, I just went, drove around, and probably about like an hour, just like looking around for this place, looking for anything, you know, just like typical kind of like bar, coffee shop, hipster. And so, you know, basically, I got to the West Side Provisions, which is a beacon of restaurants and 
cool places now and it's connected with a bridge over to like where Billy Reed is and a couple other bars. But at the time it was just sort of isolated. There was um, a high-end uh, restaurant or two there and whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, so I walk into Sid Mashburn and it's kind of this like mix between, I will argue, upscale Southern meets Italian. And that's my description now. And back then I just thought, this is preppier but i like it because it's not cheesy and it's like well tailored but not tight and so you know i looked around at you know shirts blazers gear the store the aesthetic talked with the staff like the whole experience you're just like yes this is what i needed in you know men's fashion i think at the time i was wearing like terrible pants from gosh it was like Nordstrom Rack or Century 21 and just starched shirts that were you know made for someone probably I don't know 20-30 pounds wider than I was I mean there was just nothing like it at the time or that I could find out so I was like oh my gosh I love this place the vibe's cool I think the staff is fantastic they're really helpful and you know, some of the stuff I could, you know, bite into and, and purchase at the time. Other other things I had to push pause on because I was trying to save up for a condo at the time. So fast forward a couple of years later, uh, I actually went and got their suit for my wedding. And since then, I've bought blazers, um, shirts, gifts for friends, books, magazines, records, tons of shoes i more recently got their killer uh tassel tobacco loafers and some what do you call them chelsea boots so the point is is i've bought a lot from them and i'm still fired up about the quality and kind of what they're doing so now that um i live in chicago there is no sid mashburn up here and while i wish they would open up a store or a bar or something uh, they have this on-the-road crew, and if you think about what the on-the-road crew or series is, it's, it's basically a trunk show, but the OTR sounds a lot cooler. Um, and about once a quarter, they hit the road, and they land on cities like New York, Boston, San Fran, and Chicago. And typically, they're in town for a couple days. You make an appointment. You go check out a few select items for the season. You get measured. You can get shirts, pants. You can get the everything, but you know, they usually bring like their, their fabrics. Um, I've had some stuff made. I've bought some stuff off the rack. I've had stuff tailored. And I, I really like this quote of like, you know, we started doing this thing to bring the in-store experience to guys who just, you know, walked into the store in our shops. And when you make an appointment, you can get fitted for a custom tailored suit or shirt, but you can just browse and make a sense of the offering. It goes on to talk about it. But, you know, one of the things that I'm like always impressed with is I, you know, meet Taylor and Alex who are kind of the matriarchs of the the on the road team and they've got just a great demeanor and there's clearly a playbook that Sid has developed with his team just of good customer engagement and follow-up and I think you know other retail and let's honestly say like consulting and professional services could benefit from stealing some learnings from I'll call it like a retail engagement playbook. But, um, you know, every time they come in town, I, I tend to jump in there and grab a couple things. Um, you know, I, I highlighted a few things that I bought more recently. But, 
If you've not checked out Sid Mashburn, uh, I've linked their website, the bookings, their IG on dailyblend.com. Go have a look. Hopefully they're going to hit one of your cities. And in the event they don't, just buzz the store and they can kind of talk you through your wardrobe needs and uh, help you out. Okay, so uh, story number two is what I'm titling The Godfather of Modern Watches. So Jean-Claude Beaver, and I think there's a cooler way to probably put, put a little pizzazz to his name, uh, has been accredited by many as the savior of the Swiss, Swiss watch industry. Uh, he's worked with brands like Blancpain, AP, Tag, and more recently he sat at the helm of LVMH's watch portfolio as the chairman of Hublot and Zenith Watches. And um, if you have ever seen an interview, you read anything about watches, you know this guy. This was the guy. Like he literally back in the day would you know, sell you an AP and he would show up to deliver it, right? He bought Blancpain, I think, for 60 grand and turned it into 60 million. I might be getting those numbers slightly off, but he was the guy who said, hey, let's start putting uh, Omegas on stars like James Bond and using celebrities. I mean, this guy figured it out. And, you know, what's going on right now with why I'm featuring this is, He's kind of, I think he's in his 70s, and he's going to start his own brand. So it's the Jean-Claude Beaver watch brand. Um, I think I've got that name right, but it's essentially his brand with his name. It's going to be limited edition. I'm kind of curious if it goes like more traditional, like a kind of like a paddock or like um, APE, but not the Royal Oak, or if he goes way more like big, bold, like Hublot or sort of what Zenith is kind of doing. But, um, you know, whatever he's going to do, it's going to be fantastic from a watch standpoint. What I really want to do is just highlight this, like, guy who's just a rock star with all this passion. And I included a couple of videos of him not just, like, talking about, you know, what he's been doing over the last couple of years to get inspired and figure out, I want to do my own watch brand with my name. But it also, like, a couple of the other videos that it just shows, like, He's all about knowing your industry in and out and being an expert, and having domain expertise and like having the passion. And when he talks, you're like, you know what? I want to work with this guy. I want to be a part of this guy's team. And it's that sort of passion that excites me when I'm like either working with someone or following them on social media or like caring about their brand. Like, do they really care about it? Or is this just another like check in the box, right? This is just a job. And you can tell this guy like, lives and breathes whatever he likes i also think he's a pretty funny i think he's hungarian or austrian austrian and he loves like cheese i think he was he not a cult but he lived in like a communal situation i think he's said but basically just has like very he was a hippie and has said he was a hippie before so like He's got this like weird random set of influences and it's just super interesting to see how he pulls all these things together to bring some of the best, you know, watches to market. So not only watch like the interview talking about like his history and his new watch brand, but check out a couple of the other videos, namely the, um, the one from Houdinki that I've linked to it uh, about five minutes in. He talks about how he had to take a little bit of a personal break because his 
body kind of just wore out from all the travel and it's about five minutes in and it is hysterical for him to describe the difference between what his body can do and what his mind can do and how sometimes they want to work together. Our third story is talking about HeyGo, a travel website platform um, that's doing things with, I don't want to call it differently, they've just tweaked the value prop to what other travel sites have done. But I think it's a really interesting tweak that has the potential to be great. So when I go to HeyGo, in a similar fashion to other travel websites, you pick cities or things you want to do, and you select a guide. And a guide can give you a tour of a place um, for a set of hours, set of days, things like that. And I've talked about this on the show that Localer a few years back was kind of toying with a similar model where they were less doing like guided tours, so you don't actually book someone, but more like a smart person, cool hip person, showing you like the best of the city through a blog post. And you'd buy into the service and you'd get to know about those experiences. And I think over time, you know, it's like the content gets stale, keeping that updated is really capital intensive. So when I think about like a model like Hey Go, they become a platform for, we're not gonna call them influencers, we're gonna call them guides. And guides are gonna give you tours of the city, like the one that I'm highlighting about Chicago. Um, you book the guide, you don't pay anything for the guide except they work off tips, so I'm sure there's like a recommendation for how much you tip. But what I think is really interesting is the fact that, you know, they haven't pulled any levers yet, right? Yeah, they've got some streaming that you can do, and they're obviously getting your information that they could potentially upsell and cross-sell uh, partners like restaurants or hotels, uh, which I think is pretty cool. They also could start monetizing it, right? You can pay for the tours ahead of time. Uh, you could take a rev share off the tours in a big or small amount. You could have different ratings for guides that they have to gamify it so they, they can get better customers. The, the whole like play is really interesting. And for someone who, you know, maybe if you'd asked me five years ago, do you want a tour guide? I'm like, nah, I'd just like to walk around. I did it on a recent trip to Italy and I was like super, you know, fired up that I spent that like two hours with a guide learning about Rome. And I don't think I would have like figured that out on my own or even through like reading a book. It just wasn't the same. So I think on all future trips, I'm going to have a guide and I'm actually going to sign up for this tour in March in Chicago because while I do live here I don't know much about the city as I've kind of highlighted on this show and my one of my big goals for 2022 was to learn more about not just Chicago but Illinois Wisconsin kind of this like whole area uh, hopefully even get over to Detroit and just you know get a little smarter okay so the segue from the last story to this one is don't screw this up. And ironically enough, I haven't booked my Valentine's Day dinner, uh, the joys of having a four-year-old in COVID. But uh, one of the things that I did find was Chicago's uh, version of Eater, um, like listed 20 or 25 places to go check out in Chicago. And so, you know, I highlighted a few of the ones 
that I thought were most interesting uh, on Daily Blend. And, it, you know, it tells you the times we're in when they don't put the website down as much as they put down the Instagram. And you sort of, you're like, okay, I want to go to this restaurant because it looks slick on Instagram. And, you know, I think that's a big part of, like, eating out now, right? The food's got to be good, but, like, the drink's got to be cool looking. The atmosphere's got to be cool. you got to look like you're going to have fun. So um, what I've done is I've highlighted about five or six of the ones that I thought were more interesting, and I'm just going to run through the list this year to check out, you know, basically a new restaurant every three or four weeks. Um, I've got to do some of it during lunchtime because, you know, going at dinner time gets expensive and, you know, just babysitters and all that. So uh, if you live in the Chicago area and you're looking for a lunch buddy, I like barbecue, I like fine dining, I like ethnic food, I like good cocktails, great coffee, hit me up. I'm always down for a good long meal or a fast short meal, whatever you're thinking. All right, so the last story, um, you know, debated between talking about this and on our new uh, digital um, deep dive show that we're launching, because uh, it's about automation, which you could argue is much more technology uh, focused. But this one is much more like um, personal, um, non-business oriented. So a couple of years ago, Apple released something called Shortcuts, and I just didn't pay attention to it. It was like, I looked at it and I was like, okay, just not for me. It's just like too confusing. I didn't feel like dealing with it. And it's basically a a master like if then, if this, then that um, situation with different apps. Um, They've more recently with the latest Monterey software, they've pushed it over to macOS. So now it works across your devices. And they're just like really cool uh, ways to automate things. Uh, I've got my lights turning on and off um, based on the weather weather patterns. Um, I've got, you know, new uh, Siri shortcuts set up, which I finally found a use for Siri. Uh, so I have like one that says like family dinner and, you know, Siri pulls up a draft text message to my wife and I just hit send and basically just says like, hey, what are we doing for dinner? I also have one for like the end of day sync up which is just Siri pulls my like daily end of day to-do lists so I close out my day strong. So um, I'm gonna highlight this. I'm probably gonna talk about it a little bit more on this show, definitely on, like I said, the new show uh, called Digital Deep Dives. And uh, I'll probably be posting a couple of the like commands uh, or shortcuts, if you will, that uh, I get into. So that wraps it up for this episode of The Daily Blend Show. As always, you can get this episode and all other previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, over on YouTube. Uh, Find Daily Blend on Twitter and Instagram and find me on Instagram. And uh, yeah, enjoy your weekend. Hit that subscribe button. Talk to you next week. 